Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. And you just heard Future Teens. Hope you're all having a great end of summer. I can't believe it's September already, and there's so much happening in music. Plus, there's pumpkin spice in the air. Cannot complain. Great time to kick it off early. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but there's so much hype, and like I feel like that's been so close to me lately. I was hanging out with Future Teens the night that their album Surprise dropped, and that was the kind of excitement that is just so special. I hope every band experiences that kind of hype, and Future Teens gets the most of it. And that's happening for so many hardworking musicians this summer. So yeah, kudos to everybody working hard and getting the attention they deserve. And speaking of hype, I'm thrilled for you all to meet this week's guest. Kayla Carmichael is a gifted writer who's been working hard to bring the voices of people of color to the front of independent music coverage. Um, Whether it's for The Gray States or The Alternative, Kayla has some of the most rich and meaningful reviews, as well as think pieces that share not just her passion for music, but her experiences in it. Kayla and I chatted to talk about her work, to share diverse voices, the bands she grew up on, and so much more. So let's hear the Sonder Bombs and then get into the interview. I guess space is good. I'm just not quite sure if we really should or if we Something I said 
music of the indie rock persuasion how are things in boston things are going really great um just moved here two months ago and i'm getting used to the city getting used to my new job um and it's been a really fun time that's so awesome to hear have you been to any local shows yet are you still kind of getting your feet wet i have not um i want to make it out to at least a couple before the summer's over so i have like two weeks but hopefully that'll happen for me Oh, I'm sure. There's so many great bands from up there that I've had the pleasure of meeting in that just entire region. There really are. Like, I can't even begin to name how many bands that I love are from Boston. That's so cool. Um, Was the music scene kind of factored into your choice to move out there? I think it was definitely a plus. I don't think it was like a deciding factor, but after going to school in the middle of nowhere for four years and not having access to shows like I did in Chicago, um, knowing that there is a scene in Boston is something that really made me happy. Oh, I don't blame you one bit. That's, it makes it so nice whenever you happen to be ending up in this space that's got so much opportunity. Yeah, it's been amazing. I love just like walking to the grocery store when I need something or taking public transit to work every day, just things like that, that I really cherish now that I know what it's like living without it. Right. That's so cool that you have that kind of opportunity. That's for sure. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you about everything that you're up to, um, to kind of kick things off. How did you kind of first get into writing? Oh, wow. Um, I guess I just started, um, in middle school whenever I had a lot of feelings or I just wanted to write about something, I would just like take out a notebook and make it rhyme. And that's pretty much what I've been doing since I was little. And then it grew into like long form stories or different articles about music that I liked. And um, I ended up majoring in communications in college. And that is like a writing intensive major. So um, from there, my passion just kind of grew and grew. And now I'm here. That's so cool. And you listen to so much great music. I know this from reading all of your different articles and stuff that you have out there. How did you kind of first get excited about independent music? And I think that when I was younger, I thought that everyone in the scene was just a complete badass. And I can confirm that fact now that I've been (laughs) more than dabbling in the scene and meeting people through the awesome opportunities that I've gotten. Um, I just think that making your own art and releasing it on your own without any help is something that's so admirable. And that's something that um, I definitely just admire about everyone who makes music in the scene. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't have put it better myself. And like one of the things that we were kind of talking about before we started recording actually um, was how you kind of first started going to a lot of these like indie and punk shows and stuff. It, it was a warp tour, right? Yeah. My first um, like, indie punk experience was Warped Tour, either 2014, 2015, one of those years. Um, mm-hmm. That was definitely an experience. <laughs> well, <laughs> what made you excited wanting to go to that? I really wanted to see the Wonder Years play. I had never seen the Wonder Years, and at the time, they were my favorite band. It was like 16 or 17, and I was like, I want to see the Wonder Years. I can't miss this show. 
and also Have Mercy was playing, and I really liked Have Mercy as well. But Such a good band. Oh, yeah. Their new album is actually pretty good. I didn't know that they released a new album until, like, Monday, and I listened to it all. <laughs> I really, really liked it. So Have Mercy, shout out to them. <laughs> That's so freaking cool. So, like... Did you just kind of discover these bands just from like blogs or playlists? How did you kind of decide like I'm I'm really into this? Yeah, well, when I was twelve, I found Paramore and I absolutely fell in love. Um, but I thought that everything else about kind of like pop punk music was scary. I don't know why, but I just kind of, like after Paramore, I just didn't listen to much. And then in high school, um, I made a best friend who was in love with pop punk music and loved everything about it. And I thought that all pop, like pop punk music was like screamo music, which was not correct at all. <laughs> but she made me some music, she made me a playlist, she made me a CD and I listened to it all. And I was like, I love this. This is great. Every single band on here was, I was like, this is awesome. I love this music now. I love that. I went through a similar experience when I was in high school where it's like, I've, I started up on TV like carrying it on like teen night dramas and stuff. And then like, I made best friends with somebody who also was making me like mixtapes and CDs and like transferring MP3 files over to my laptop, all pop punk and stuff. So I, that, that's such an exciting time. It really is. Like I remember discovering music and getting my first record player. And just that time was so exciting and so like enlightening to me, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. And it was just really fun with my best friend, just discovering new bands and sharing them with each other. So much fun. Do you remember the first like vinyl record that you bought? The Upsides. Nice. Yes. Love that record. Um, it's this really ugly green pressing, which I'm not a fan of, but <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to get a record player. I knew that my first record had to be the one years. I love that. That's, that's so perfect that it all ties together in that sense for you too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't know that I liked the wonder years as much as I did going through that portion of high school, but now looking back, it really makes me think about how much it shaped me during my later high school years. Enough for me to write a post about how it still holds up today on the alternative. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) which is honestly one of my favorite things I've ever written. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone has the same experience with the Wonder Years that is a fan of how much the band just shapes them and shapes their music taste and what they're into and the kind of things that they like in pop punk. That's so cool. I know you mentioned the Wonder Years, of course, as being like one of those like staple bands for you. But um, do you have any artists that you kind of got really into kind of in your formative years of music? that you still go back to on a regular basis? Ooh, definitely um, formative years. Lady Gaga was a huge influence on me, which is like completely left turn, but um, <laughs> from sixth grade on to even now, I loved the music that Gaga's put out. And I think she really shaped the type of like fun pop music that I like, but also that talent that shows in her albums is something that I really just like look for in any album that I listen to and I think I've been listening to Born This Way a lot and it's just one of the best records I've ever heard in my life it's honestly just fantastic I can't think of a better pop record 
It's truly iconic. And I love that era of Gaga. I feel like that was just like such an impressionable record for so many people. Yeah. Honestly, like the Born This Way era was like, I think her best era. And it came out like when I was in eighth grade. So I think that was the perfect time for me to listen to Born This Way and really just as I was transitioning into high school, like being comfortable with who I am and just loving pop music and living my life. Absolutely. I love that's one of the best parts I feel like about that record and the songs on it is I feel like it helped a lot of people like through so many different areas of life and through so many different like backgrounds of life. I mean, so many people have taken ownership of it, like the LGBTQIA community. I mean, they Gaga is theirs and that's so special and the fact that she's been able to do that for so many different groups in so many different communities it's so cool it's really awesome to see I love how many people just like support Gaga and all of the decisions she's made especially coming from like the first couple years of her career when nobody really knew what she was doing to now it's been a really good change to see definitely I feel like um Gaga and like Paramore have had that experience where a lot of communities have just thoroughly embraced them like I remember I think it was earlier this year um I saw this really cool tweet circulating around of course there are blog posts that were following it too but it was like um like black twitter supporting Paramore and being like yeah we're fans of Paramore and I thought that was one of the coolest things I've seen because it's like you know I feel like music is supposed to be a universal experience in that sense and supposed to be open to all communities and stuff and to have that just like claim was really special and it felt like Haley loved that too. Yeah I mean I remember reading that tweet at work and thinking this is what I've been trying to say <laughs> and I read the blog post and I was like yes exactly and I read all of the support and I just for once I didn't feel like the only black fan of Paramore that I knew and it was a really nice thing to see just like people who look like me supporting the bands that I also love mm-hmm. and it was like it was a really good moment. It was probably the first moments where I felt like I belonged in the scene, which is last year, (laughs) as opposed to the many years that I've liked um, DIY music and pop punk music. Like that tweet was something that I really hold to me because it's one of the first times that I felt embraced by the community. Absolutely. And I think it's so crucial when that happens because for me, I... I'm very fortunate I started to find more bands that looked like me and stuff in music in the sense of like, in the beginning, it was non-men, mostly women, but non-men in particular. And then um, now I feel like as I get older, I'm finding more like Latinx bands and stuff. Like I've really clutched onto bands like Zeta and so many others that it's like, oh my gosh, there are people who look like me and share similar heritage and stuff that are like doing this shit. And like, where was that when I was a teenager, you know, when I needed it? Like if I... If bands were around like Popper and Mint Green when I was a teenager, I feel like my experience would have been very different. Even bands with non-men, non-white men. Like if I had picked up my first issue of Alternative Press with, and it was not 21 Pilots on the cover and it was instead like Popper and Mint Green, I would have lost my mind. I would have been like, oh my gosh, what? Are you kidding me? This is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have definitely changed my experience in the scene as a teenager a little bit but also I don't I don't hate like how I've gotten into the scene because I've gotten to meet amazing bands and I think a lot of POC are getting the recognition that we deserve for contributing to the scene and being part of what makes it so awesome. Absolutely and I mean I'm so grateful for all the people who are really just like 
widening the path for so many more of us to be able to participate and feel seen. Um, if you don't mind me asking, tell me a little bit about how you kind of felt when you first joined the music scene and stuff and kind of how you started to build up your confidence participating in it. Cause I feel like that's something that so many of us are, you know, we try to figure out in the beginning. I know for me, a lot of it was like making friends and like finding allies who understood and respected my identity. Yeah, it was definitely kind of like building up the courage to go to shows. Mm -hmm. And because I remember after Warped Tour, I went to a couple shows where I was just like stared at or asked why I was there. And that definitely put a damper on me wanting to go to shows. But it was definitely finding that support system of people who, you know, weren't racist and were really good friends to me and wanted to go to shows with me and show me new music. And I think, I think that's definitely the biggest contributing factor was having that friend group and that support group around me. That's so important. Yeah. And part of the reason why I bring all this up, of course, is because um, at the time of our conversation, it's not published yet, but I've read your POC and punk uh, piece for the alternative. It's phenomenal. And it resonates oh, so deeply for somebody like me who knows exact feelings that you've had and stuff like you know, it sucks being the only brown person in the room sometimes or like looking for other people that look like you or can understand your experience. And um, I found your piece so powerful and, and just I feel like it should be enlightening for people who don't share that experience, you know? Thank you. And I think the goal of it was to bring light to some of the issues that are still relevant in the scene to people who might not know and also I mean, like you said, I hope it's enlightening to people who have never experienced this or don't know, and they can like keep an eye out on it or even advocate for equality in the scene. I think that's something that is still needed and still super important. And I, I can't wait till it gets published. I'm really excited for stories to be shared and voices to be heard. Definitely. And like, I just, um, I relate sometimes, I feel like, to the experience where you talk about kind of in the article about how your mom was kind of like scratching her head a bit at you going to these shows that were like, you know, predominantly, you know, straight white men headlining and stuff. And then you were kind of able to kind of show her and so many of us over time, it's like, no, there's these other people who look like me who are out there killing it. Yeah. And I think my mom's biggest fear for me going to Warped Tour or any other shows or like there's nobody who looks like you and what if they take advantage of you or what if they do this, that, and the third. But I think having the courage to at least show up and be that person until there are more, there is more representation is just as important. And I think it's really, I don't know, it's, it's become a, a lot easier in, the recent years to go to shows and speak out because now I know that there is, you know, a amazing scene that I'm fighting for equality for. And that makes me really happy. That's, that's so awesome. And I feel like the more that we see voices like yours and even mine, <laughs> it gets easier to be a little bit louder in that sense. Cause it's like, we had that sense of community happening at that point. Cause I mean, marginalized voices won't be marginalized anymore if we're together, you know? Yeah, that's something that's really exciting to think about. Yeah, and it's so cool that, you know, you and I both have the opportunity to 
um, make that more visible with the alternative and stuff. Can you tell me a little bit about how you ended up writing for the alternative? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so last summer, um, I just got really frustrated with the inequality in the scene mm -hmm. and being treated like I wasn't supposed to be at shows or I wasn't supposed to be a fan of this music. I just felt really um, just outcasted and just thrown, like not thrown out, but kind of thrown out mm -hmm. of the scene. And so the alternative is and was my favorite block at the time still is amazing. Um, I guess I'm biased a little now, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I noticed that a lot of people on the staff who were contributing to the alternative weren't really people of color and there were very few women on staff. And so I mentioned the alternative on Twitter and I was like, hey, want to talk about how there's not really a diverse staff and maybe there's something that can change because I want to see change in the scene and it's not happening. So um, Henderson was like, yeah, let's talk about it. So I wrote a very angry long form article thing about inequality in the scene and I sent it to the alternative Gmail and he read it and we set up a phone call about um, things in the scene that I'd like to see and as it refers to equality and things that the alternative could start doing to promote equality in a diverse scene. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, during that phone call, he was just like, do you want to start writing for the alternative? I saw the true writer. And I was like, yeah, and that's pretty much how it happened. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad that uh, my angry, very ill-worded article didn't leave a bad taste in Henderson's mouth and <laughs> bring me on to staff because um, it wasn't my best work, but I <laughs> was there. So maybe that's what uh, struck a chord, maybe. Well, your passion was clearly there at that point. And like, it's super important for people to um, be educated on how they can be good allies. And if you're in a position of power, that those are the people who need to hear it the most. So it's really great that that kind of receptiveness was there. And like, I would say easily over the last year or so, we've had so many new voices added to the staff that are of diverse backgrounds and stuff, which is really freaking cool. I mean, you know, it's it's nice to see that collaboration. And I love the um, banter that I see between like the different staff writers and stuff on the team, like on Twitter and stuff. That's really cool that you've kind of developed those relationships too. It's so great to see. I love how many diverse voices it just in the past year have showed up on the alt. I think it gives the alt just like so much more personality. I mean, it had tons of personality before, but now there's like a huge just personality and diverse feel to it. And mm -hmm. it makes me much more comfortable to write articles and write reviews and have them up on the site because I know that I'm pr promoting a diverse scene and I'm a part of a staff that represents that and reflects that. And I feel really lucky for this opportunity and I still can't believe that I write for such cool blogs. I, I really love what I do. That's so good to hear. Cause like, yeah, it's nice whenever the place that you're contributing to, whether it's work or um, anything along those lines, it's like, if it reflects the community itself, it's, it's that much more powerful and stuff. And then you're able to bond with those people that feel like they're really a part of your community too. 
yeah, it's just been so great to connect with people who are part of this diverse and amazing staff. Like everyone I've met because of the alternative has been just so sweet and so patient and so talented. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Everyone here rocks. And it kind of, there's, I was in the beginning, I was looking for like, a, like, gotcha, like this is a catch, but there still isn't one. So that's really cool. <laughs> I know that feeling. I was looking for that too. And I've been so happily pleased to find out that that's not the case. This is literally the most perfect experience you could ask for. <laughs> it really is. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the first piece that you wrote for the alternative or some of like your early work? Oh yes. The first piece I wrote for the alternative was, um, oh my gosh, I have the picture of the band pedal. It was an album review for pedal. Nice. And I put so much work into it and it was just, it was so fun. I loved listening to that album. It was great. And to refer back to my um, early music reviews um, on tumblr.com. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Ed Sheeran's Multiply was one of them. Another one was Foxing's second record dealer when it came out. I remember like staying up until midnight and then like just listening to it on repeat to get um, a music review up because I love Foxing. Foxing That's is great band. one of my favorite bands. Gosh, I love Foxing. Um, so I was really excited to write about that. And um, yeah, those are definitely some of my earlier writings. That's so cool. And how neat that you can kind of trace back to like Tumblr reviews. You've done stuff with the alternative course. You've written some for the Gray States too, right? Yes, I love the Gray States. I feel like the Gray States is not all are tied for my favorite blog. I definitely use the term with the sites interchangeably. Um, <laughs> I, I love writing for the Gray States. Lauren is great. Mm -hmm. um, again, just being able to write for such an amazing blog that's doing so much good in the scene and having a music fest with the alt. It's just, it's crazy and it's so awesome to be a part of. I love hearing that. Yeah, Lauren's super, she's just a gift to us all. And I love that, like, she always gets really talented, great people to support all the work that she does for the Gray Estates. So it's nice whenever you're able to see that. And then whenever blogs are actually friends with each other and stuff, there's none of that competitiveness. It's just like, let's, let's all help fans. It's really nice. I love the vibe. Like, sometimes Twitter is an emotional hell and just terrible place to be. But when you see moments of, like, solidarity and everyone getting excited over this one music thing that just came out. It really just lifts my spirits and makes my entire day because 90% of the time I hate Twitter, but seeing those little bursts of happiness really make my day. Absolutely. I feel like I retreat very comfortably to like independent media for comfort, especially whenever I'm looking at like Places like the Gray States, the Alternative, Pass the Mic, you know, those kind of like sites where everybody's just so upbeat and loving toward each other and stuff. And there's so many more that are like adding to the stack now, it seems like. And everybody just has that like positivity or like shout outs to people and stuff. So that's really special. Yeah, it's really awesome, especially like, hey, go follow these cool blogs. They're doing great things that I see or like like uh, when new music comes out and they're mm -hmm. like, hey, what are you listening to? We like this. I really like those, those kind of things I like engaging with. And it, it makes me feel very positively. And I like having the most positive feet I can. Right. We need that more than ever these days. That's for sure. I swear. <laughs> well, you've been cranking out a lot of writing this year and stuff. I personally have some favorites like your um, proper 
interview and so many others, of course, but what's maybe a favorite piece that you've worked on this year? My gosh. Um, either the one that's about to come out about POC and the scene inequality, or there's a, there's a review I wrote about, I want to say Twinkle Lights by the Sonder Bombs, because I remember being sent that song and my jaw just dropping because mm -hmm. I'd never heard the Sonder Bombs before. And when I listened to Willow's vocals for the first time, I was completely in shock. And I was so surprised I immediately started writing. And that feeling doesn't come along a lot sometimes when I listen to me new music and it's definitely become a new benchmark for me for if I don't feel this level of excitement then I'm not going to have passion writing about it mm -hmm. and because I just so deeply fell in love with Twinkle Lights and its message and the way it was built and produced and just performed I had the best time writing that piece it was such a blast Oh, I believe it. And it's funny because I think I've read a couple of your pieces like just surrounding the Sonderbombs and stuff. And I feel like your excitement about the Sonderbombs is part of the reason why I got really into them and stuff. So I think I have to give you credit for me ending up with that interview with Willow because uh, reading what you wrote got me so hyped. And I'm like, I like this band, but oh my God, now I love this band. <laughs> Thank you. That's so great to hear. I forget that people like actually read what I write because I'm <laughs> not having an audience. So like, to hear that people actually read what I write, it's really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I definitely read what you write, whether it's stuff that you're just having posted or um, secret to the listeners. I edit some of um, Kayla's pieces, so I get the sneak oh, preview. <laughs> I really don't have to make too many tweaks to your stuff. Let me tell you, it's always pretty polished when I get a hold of it. I'm just like shifting nice. stuff around for like images or like video clips and stuff like that. So you're good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, so you've done a lot of really cool writing for different places and stuff. I'm kind of wondering um, how do you feel maybe your writing has changed over the years and maybe what are some things that you're kind of looking to craft with your skills over time? Definitely when I first started out, I tried to be as dramatic as possible and I tried to make everything sound like Shakespeare or like this analytical paper and everything like that. And then my junior year of college, this guy came to one of my classes and he was like disheveled and he was just like tired and he was a guest speaker. And he was like, you're gonna fail if you keep writing everything like it was assigned to you. And that really stuck with me. And so now I just try to write everything like I'm talking to my best friend or I'm trying to recommend this song to somebody who wants a playlist. And that's how I kind of try to format my writing. And um, I use a lot of descriptive language because I think it's really fun. Um, and I hope that in the upcoming years or months, I just, I don't know, I feel like my writing isn't really fluid sometimes. So I would like, I would like it to have a little bit more flow and readability about it. Cause it, sometimes it's just a brain dump and I know that but, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's how I feel that day, I guess. That's so natural though for people as readers sometimes to just follow that train of thought. So that's cool. I'm excited to see what all you end up developing over time and stuff because it's been so much fun following your writing. Thank you. Wow, that means a lot. Of course. I'm kind of wondering what 
motivates you with writing? I know you mentioned earlier with like the Sonderbaum, sometimes it's just like that right song that hits the right way, but what kind of gets you excited and keeps you wanting to be a writer? Just the fact that I can explain my feelings through words Mm -hmm. and I feel lucky that I'm able to do that because not a lot of people have that same ability and you know I can move my fingers and make words come out while typing that was a really bad sentence but (laughs) (laughs) the fact that I can write yeah um, in the sense that I am able to type things really just gets me going like I was I'm able to form sentences and put them out there for people to see and people to read and that really gets me going like having that passion for music and that passion for writing it's just Mm -hmm. it's great it's all in one I love that. So I'm kind of wondering also, what are some bands that you are just really excited about that you want everybody to know about? Oh my gosh. Well, everybody knows about Charlie Bliss, but I've been listening to them a a lot lately. Same. Um, um, Super American doesn't get enough love, but I absolutely love their music. I think it's just like so fun and it has that beach rock kind of feel and they're just like, their album is so fun. I love it. Um, what else do I feel like shouting from the rooftops about? Um, not anything right now because um, I feel like a lot of music that I've been trying to push out there and make sure people are listening to people are listening to, which is really great. <laughs> I just, I love, I love all music and music is great. I love that. I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like my answer to this changes pretty much every other like minute. But yeah. <laughs> who's maybe like who's like maybe your favorite band right now? All right, I'm gonna go to my recently listened, <laughs> <laughs> so I can give you an accurate information. I love um, it. Okay, right now, according to. Apple Music, my favorite band is Pool Kids. Yes, love Pool Kids. That record is fantastic. I think I, that music to practice safe sex to changed my life. <laughs> I mean, I love an album title that gives you directions. <laughs> um, yeah, I love following directions, and the album in itself <laughs> is just perfect. It's perfect. not a like slow it. minute. No, and like I feel like I could follow the directions even within each song, honestly. It's so legit. Really? It's it's a it's an experience. Every time I listen to that record, I just get a new experience out of it. It's great. I love it. Me too. I love that so much. Um have you seen them play yet? I have not. Oh my gosh. That would be such a fun show. Wow. You gotta see them. I think, oh gosh, keep your eyes peeled for tours if they make it up to the Northeast, but if you make it down to Fest, I'm pretty sure you'll get to see them at some point then. I'm so mad that I couldn't afford Fest when the tickets went on sale and everything, because <sighs> one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it down to Fest. I haven't yeah. been to in a lot of years, so I would love to actually like meet people who I've been internet pals with. That would be awesome. That's but the best part. That's the best part. Fingers crossed, but I mean, I'm just so excited to see other people excited. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so stoked for other people to meet each other and meet their favorite fans and listen to them. That just makes me, that makes my heart just so warm. That's the best part of music. I think just the people experiencing it all, whether they're the ones Mm -hmm. writing it, performing it, 
enjoying it in the crowd. That's like, ugh. It, it makes, makes me smile. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, you've worked with a lot of really cool people in music, like talking to Eric from Proper and um, all these other really great interviews that you've done. But I'm wondering who are some dream people that you want to work with in music? Work with, like, like interview them and... Yeah, interview them, I think I would say. Um, oh, my gosh. Dream people, definitely. I don't think I would be able to interview Beyonce because I would just pass out. But I would <laughs> love to talk to her. Um, I think she would just be so interesting to interview about how pop music has changed her life and the mm -hmm. subtle rock influences that she puts in every single one of her tours. Um, I would also like to talk to Charlie Bliss at some point. I think that would be a really cool conversation just about their experiences and how the scene has, you know, kind of like shaped their career. Definitely also Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years, just because he was very influential to me as a teenager. And I would love to talk to him now as an adult and reflecting on those experiences and kind of just learning about what he was going through while writing the albums that were influential to so many people. I love that list. I think those are all really impactful people in music and stuff. And knowing you, you'd get really great answers out of them. Thank you. So um, now that I've learned a little bit more about your background in music and stuff, I'm kind of wondering what advice would you give to people who want to get involved in the music scene and writing about music? Oh my gosh, just start doing it. Um, I think that's very cliche and I did not believe it, but then I got on tumblr.com and I made a side blog and I started doing it and I was like, this is so much fun. I'm going to keep doing this. And I found a love for it. And I, after like, I had some pieces out, some, some followers building up or a good, I guess, repertoire of things, I was more comfortable pitching myself to blogs that I wanted to write for. And I had something to show for it. And so that's why I would say to just go for it and don't stop if you feel like no one's paying attention to you because eventually someone will and that's going to mean everything. I love that so much because you were able to kind of just craft and build yourself up to the point where you had the confidence to reach out to the sites that you really admire and now you're practically running them with how awesome your pieces are and I see it. It's great. Thank you so much. That means so much. You're welcome. Uh, what's something that you want to do with your writing um, in the next year or so? I have like a whole just backlog of unpublished poems and I've been going back and forth on whether I want to publish them or, or not or do something with that. Um, and I think within the next year, if I do get up the courage to actually like clean them up and publish them, that's going to be something that I would love to see just out in the world. I love that. I've been seeing a lot of people who are involved in like writing, really pushing themselves to deliver on stuff like that. Like Sadie Dupuis going back and revisiting all of her old poems and just sharing them with the world is so cool. And I always am like, yeah, I want to see more writers just do that, you know? Yeah. I think part of it is it's so personal mm -hmm. and it's kind of weird putting it out there. I guess this is how musicians feel when they put out their records. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it's kind of scary having that idea of things that are just so personal to me that I've just like written down and stored away like out in the world but I think the best way to get better at writing is to read others writing and 
that's kind of why another reason why I find so much joy in being able to put my writing out there is that maybe someone will get inspired. And that's a really cool thought. That's really awesome. Do you have any writers that you go to regularly that influence or inspire you? Um, yes, Benite and Emily and Lauren. I'll read their writing. I all love it. Um, also, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's just like out of left field again, but I love that. <laughs> I, I brought it with me just so I could reread it again and again. Um, I just, I love the story. I love the writing. Um, I just, I think the experiences are so raw and real. Mm -hmm. And I definitely regularly go back to that when I just need inspiration and also different writers on the blogs that I admire. And oh my gosh, I get to write for them. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Well, I'm thinking that people reading your stuff have got to be pretty inspired too. So thank you for all that you do. It's so cool. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you for everything that you do. I mean, you have an awesome podcast. You also host a radio show and you edit for the alternative. Like that's just, that's a list. That's awesome. I stay busy. That's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) Same here. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for joining Kayla. Where can everybody keep up with you online? Um, on Twitter at Kayla Carmichael, last name spelled E-A-L, not A-E-L, contrary to popular belief. I don't know why. Um, and yeah, I'm usually just on Twitter tweeting my thoughts. Awesome. Everybody be sure to give Kayla a follow. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. The greatest weapon that has prospered against us is a story that they offer to convince us. Leave us the barrels of badges and barrels The officer fears for our life And now grim ways not to forget that I'm a soul Checked to by breathing is a threat to
justice to me will be for us to come together and stand, not justice for Michelle, but for all of us. And once you become pissed, you don't cry a lot no more. You get busy. You get to work. You just heard Baby Got Back Talk. Thank you so much to Kayla for joining this week to share her love of music. It's always a gift to meet people and get to know them, those people who share that love, as well as that drive to keep making music that much more meaningful to all. Be sure to keep your eyes out for more of Kayla's work. It's amazing, and I know I'm a big fan. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always picking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, or work in publicity or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. I'm on vacation for the next couple weeks, but don't worry. I'll be back by October with some incredible guests. I'm so thankful for all of you, all of your support, and how you give that to every guest who is on here, too. I'll do my best to keep you all updated with links to other pods that I love, writers that are killing it in music, and that hopefully that'll help kind of pass the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really appreciate your support. Until next time, stay angry, and see you soon. We'll close it out with Lilith. Mm-hmm.